All right, Oz, should we be doing this show at all? Is this podcast creating evil in the world? <laughs> evil is maybe a bit of a stretch, but look, the reason I did not want to do this podcast originally was because I felt like, I do feel like a lot of people listen to podcasts, not along, and give themselves a a sense, a belief that they're actually working towards their goals. And I didn't want to be something out there to be like a proxy for people's real goals. Like mm -hmm. they think that actually they're getting better as a programmer by listening to a podcast about programming when really it's just entertainment. Like really there's very, there's very little of value in what we're doing, Charlie. I'm sorry. Uh, other than entertainment, which okay, you. you can have, you can have some of that in your life. Like I'm not, I'm not saying be a boring person, but, and maybe this is better than playing Zelda watching succession you're you're hitting it pretty close to home i uh, <laughs> uh i just paused the final episode when this micro episode with you is over i'm going right back to it and i do feel guilty i feel guilty about watching it it's that's why they're called guilty pleasures i suppose yeah i mean uh, how's your book going well you uh you ask and i had a here's some notes that i took with a one-on-one -on -one tutor that I have oh, my wow. first session with today. So oh, wow. um, I'm doing shit. I am- You've got a tutor for writing. That's cool. I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah, and I the way I sort of thought about it was one, we talked, you've talked to me a lot about tutoring and the value of it, and uh, that resonated with me. And two, I also thought about it as a personal trainer. So people who want to achieve a goal in the gym, they can try to do it themselves. They can try to be their account own accountability buddy, get a friend, go to a class. Probably the best thing is a one-on-one -on -one tutor. And since this is something I care about, I found someone who had someone who recommended it and I just went for it and had the first session a day and she tore my shit apart and it was great. So she's like an editor or what, what does a writing tutor do for well, you? Well, I, I don't fully know, but this session was, I sent uh, a handful, I have a manuscript that I've written and I've sent a handful of pages, the first 30 or so, a synopsis of the book, my a list of questions and insecurities that of course I had. And she was able to work through these and ask a bunch of questions, which is like, why would this character do this? What is the motivation? And it's like, yeah, you're right. There are like literally so many logical inconsistencies. And she said, you've got a lot, ton of ideas. There are all these puzzle pieces, but they're almost the way that you've motivated it is that you haven't motivated it. And they're almost like puzzle pieces from a diff six different board games. Can she uh, do code as well? Or just prose? So uh, we're talking a little bit about that because my book is incorporating coding into it and we haven't gotten to that chapter and I'm concerned that she's going to say just strip all that out and that's going to be painful and I hope I don't have to do that. Hey, Charlie, am I a green rectangle right now? No, but you're you're frozen and smiling. I guess um, Starlink has uh, has been problematic. Yeah, I'm guessing this is something else, but let me... Okay. Let me give it a shot. Try to try to fight through it because you froze in a really it's a very nice smile. <laughs> Should you make it audio only for the rest? We could. Yeah. I could also freeze and not do anything. But I'll take a I'll take a water break. So yeah, what are you doing? Little, uh, what are you doing to debug right now? Oh, I'm I'm uh, just gonna unplug a USB. I got a USB hub thing, which of course doesn't yeah. work. Okay. But you did get Starlink recently, right? That's a that's a new thing for you. Um, it is. Okay. Okay. Now you're small. It's the OG Oz picture right there. 
Bradfield CS. I recognize. Okay, How's you're that? back. You're back. USB hubs. Never. Not even once. Yeah. But they just don't put enough holes in the side. It's that is also true. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the writing coach, I did it. I feel good about it. And we're going to have another session in two weeks. And I have some, I have some stuff to come back and, uh, and think about, which it feels good. It feels good to just have a sounding board that is not my spouse or the other few people that I've chatted about and someone who's in the industry and has done this many times before. For sure. I mean, I, I feel like we need to get better at this for everything. Like, uh, uh I mean, professions and, uh, life and I mean, I know, I know there are people out there with job titles like life coach and so on, but uh, I mean, uh, even in just taking programming as something like, I know a lot of people have tried to do this, people I know because they were teachers as well. Yeah. And they're like, well, instead of being a teacher, I'm going to be a coach. I'm going to go into a company, have the company pay my salary. And then I will like walk around and coach people or whatever. And um, I don't know, it's been hard to find a, a model for that, that, that works, I guess. I don't know if it's just uh that well tell me for this writing coach without like embarrassing yourself is this a is this a decadent indulgent thing do a lot of people have writing coaches i don't know but i think there a lot of people read writing books and i've just read every book from every author if, invariably if you're a successful bestseller author you publish a book like stephen king's on writing. writing yeah which are great uh and they're like half biography half a bunch of tips and me as a neophyte cub writer is like, oh, I need to do X, Y, and Z and blah, blah, blah. So I've done a bunch of that. I don't know how many people do this. One thing I've read is as a writer, money is supposed to flow towards you. And if it starts flowing away from you, I've, been, I've heard that's wrong. So maybe it's like you're paying someone to be an editor. You're paying someone to look at your book. So I'm now there's outflow happening and there hasn't been, uh, there hasn't been any inflow in any of my writing careers. Although some of my blog posts, uh, I, there's a disclaimer at the bottom link out to Amazon affiliate links. I think I've made about $1 and 13 cents over the last five years or something. So that's a little bit of inflow, but mostly now I'm starting to do outflow. Uh, and I just, I think I'm okay with it. I think this is going to help. I think having someone who is an expert or even if someone just, it's almost coaching like is great. Yeah. Coaching is yeah. great. I was just kind of curious what the dynamics like in writing compared to programming, because in programming, I wonder if people's like a uh, comp for uh being a software engineer is too high to like really enable a sustainable kind of practice of tutoring whereas like um we spoke about the uh series of articles and aristocratic tutoring right maybe that was even the first yes so episode. yeah the two sigma and then there was that substack post which i read yeah before. yeah 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 so i mean it was very clear to me from those articles that these people were tutors for the wealthy because that is how they made money. And their alternative of just uh, doing independent research wasn't very well remunerated. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, who would have been paying them? And so basically they did the tutoring as a way to fund their research. And um, that's not really something that's happening in, in programming. Computer computer science. Science. And, and, and because like you could go to Google or whatever and get a decent salary doesn't really occur to you to be like a, a a tutor for those people who have the salaries uh like there isn't that kind of um wealth disparity i guess yeah which is i is it a worse outcome for those people who would have been the tutors because they're now slurped into 
corporate, the tax of being a, in the corporate machine, or um, it's obviously a worse outcome for the people who are not being tutored by the greats. So like the young neophyte programmers are not getting the Aristotle computer science folks like helping them. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to consider what version of this is happening in our industry uh, broadly considered because we don't have programming tutors really uh you know other than a and a handful uh but we do have uh lecturers in computer science departments who can teach to an auditorium and they get paid really for that and then they get to do some research as well yeah. uh and so that is happening but um not programming per se i guess because these people's interest are is not really programming like it the interest is computer science and so yeah. you, you kind of get the package deal well i loved omar when we were chatting with him and he is when he finished up at the coding boot camp he paid his teacher uh to be a tutor on a go forward yeah jesse farmer actually he uh after listening to that episode he actually uh let me know that that was not an uncommon thing at all and that really? actually at least at, when he was at Dev Bootcamp, it was very common for students to reach out to instructors, like a good proportion of them afterwards, which is great. Yeah. What does the, does the tutor learn something that maybe more people should think about as, a, you know, as you're learning, as you're a mid-level software engineer, should you, should you try to tutor? Is there something you learn from teaching? Because I've often heard that phrase, you can't, if you can't explain it to an ex-year-old, you don't really know the concept. Should that be something more people do? I'm not sure. It, it can be a forcing function, but I mean, consider sports coaching. Like, would you really look at, I don't know, Pete Sampras or someone? I don't know why I thought of Pete Sampras. That's how old I am. But like someone who never became a coach, but who was a phenomenal player. And you're like, oh, you don't really understand tennis until you can teach a 12 year old how to hit a backhand. It's like, no, clearly you've reached in 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 this pursuit where it's very easy to measure success you are the number one in the world and that's despite never having done any coaching before yeah. uh so it's probably not the case and probably people are deluding themselves when they say that there's this critical part of understanding that comes from being able to articulate uh, in, a, in a way that's appropriate for teaching i think that's that's a different thing and really being a good teacher is not about summarizing and articulating it is about uh, kind of forming a a theory of mind uh, and helping the individual understand, particularly in, in the context of tutoring, helping the individual navigate their misunderstanding in a way that they wouldn't have even brought up. This is why I think it's ridiculous that people think of ChatGPT as a tutor. It's like way, way off mm. from what good tutoring is. It's almost like you haven't, you don't know what tutoring is if you think that ChatGPT can be a tutor. Is this because uh, ChatGPT is not asking you questions and your prompt? Yes. Okay. It's, essentially, it's that. It's it's uh, it's instruction. It's like it's it's tuned to follow your instructions, mm. and that is almost the opposite of what a good tutor is. Um, so it's not like when it's giving you an explanation, that's not helping you learn beyond the like face value of the of the explanation. Whereas the good tutor is really asking you probing questions to figure out your misunderstanding and, and redirect you in a really foundational way. But is there not some prompt architecture you could set up to teach the LLM to probe you in that way? And like, instead of slow reveal, just slow, you know, slow reveal via questions, could you not? I, I have personally not been able to get it to do that through just prompting. And by it, I'm talking about like GPT-4 via yeah. the chat GPT interface. Okay. Um, but 
I, I know that Khan Academy has. Oh yeah. Uh, I haven't Khan been able to try it yet. Yeah, but uh, they have, I think they said that they spent, they got early access and spent something like six months on a combination of fine tuning uh, and prompt engineering. And um, that, you know, apparently they've made some progress there. But as it stands, like off the shelf chat, GBT, no, it's it's answering your questions. It's not doing what a tutor would do. Okay. And has Khan said anything else other than this tool is there? Like, I still feel like the Khan... The magic of Khan is this sort of scaffolding and like these are the paths that you need to go down and these are like the antecedent concepts that you need to understand. Have they talked about the pedagogy of having this little tutor alongside them at all? Not not really that I've seen. I mean, uh, okay. only at a, at a kind of promotional level, but we'll, we'll say it's very early days. Yeah. I mean, I don't think in principle a large language model couldn't do this, but at the moment with uh, instruct tuning, it's not it's not really set up for that. Okay, so it's it makes sense that I'm paying a human being to be my <laughs> writing tutor right now. Yeah, I think I, I mean obviously there are practical considerations like uh, you know you've got to fix the amount of time with this person and yeah. uh, that might not be the right time and that kind of thing. But otherwise, yeah, humans. I mean, obviously, I'm biased being a human myself. Uh, but yeah. uh, sometimes I'm not so sure when you tell me you have not watched Succession or are not currently thinking about it right now. Absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. What are Oz? What are your edu? What are your entertainment vices, if you have any? Uh, I don't think I'm really on the like. I th I think when I was younger, I really did fall into this kind of feedback loop. You know how people talk about like I used to smoke, I used to drink, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I did those too. Actually, I I did smoke for a while. For instance, it feels mm -hmm. weird to even uh, consider that, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, playing computer games. Um, I think that to to do that at look, if you're really young, whatever, everything's a game. As as you get older, you find games in other things. But I I think if I see a twenty year old who's playing a computer game, um, and they're not really earnestly like understanding what it is that they're doing, what they're committing their life to there. And when I say playing, I don't mean like a, a few hours here or there. I mean like four, six hours a day of playing a computer yeah. game. Like that is that is a derailment of the individual, in my opinion, that is not not dissimilar to even if they're playing Silicon Zeros. <laughs> Silicon Zeros is study. I will not hear a bad okay. bad word okay. said about Silicon Zeros. Silicon Zeros is fantastic. I think when people talk about gamifying education, yeah. this is the only version of it that I I'm not saying game Silicon Zeros specifically, but I'm yeah. I'm I mean like if you uh if you have a situation like this where you have a miraculous coincidence of learning the things that you want to learn through an actually entertaining feedback loop that's fantastic but i just think that the feedback loop is usually perverted like it is usually constructed in a way to hook a person onto something that is not not their goals yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, very few people will honestly say, hey, my goal in life is to be entertained. And, um, you know, maybe they're going to say not be a burden on the rest of society, but be entertained. Yeah. Yeah. Time or whatever. Like no one's really honestly like that. Um, if they are, then so be it. But if if someone comes to me and is like, oh, my goal is to, uh, you know, be a productive programmer to like uh, create more for, for, for the world than I take away through writing software or whatever. Um, to have more fun even in my day job or in my practice of being a software engineer, 
Um, like these are goals that are not really, um, uh, they 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 can't really sit alongside playing computer games for four or six hours a day. Yeah, but yeah. they can with with playing Silicon Zeros. Yeah, is, but the, I mean Silicon Zeros, you can play for like thirty hours or something, and you've done all of the extra goals, and uh, you've like you've learned about uh, about you know modern CPU yeah. uh, architectures actually to a reasonable degree. I uh, feel like you have a list of Oz approved video game titles. Yeah, it'd be a pretty short list. <laughs> Silicon <laughs> Zeros and. Well, my wife played Human Resource Machine, yeah, which yeah. Uh, Human Resource Machine is an assembly programming game, in mm -hmm. essence. And um, she's not a programmer. And she started playing it. And um, she finished it. And at the end, at the end, I was like, wow, you, you can code assembly now. She's yeah. like implementing merge sort and assembly and stuff. Like how many actual software engineers could do that? Uh, and she's like, no, no, I just like, I just did this game with this like specific set of rules <laughs> about how these commands, one would logically follow another, and then you get yeah. this outcome. That's all I did. And like, that is programming. You are a programmer. See, uh, so this, this can work. Uh, so um, I guess my last question here is it, it, like, you haven't thought about pulling these game mechanics out or anything like that. It's you know, they are so good at keeping you in this flow state. Wouldn't it be great if your students were like trapped in a flow state of learning slash consumption, et cetera. Is that possible to pull that into what you're doing or you don't see that as a source of inspiration? I'm not sure if, if that can be done. I haven't seen that done intentionally Okay. Um, because, well, look, look at it this way. The games that I really like, those are, well, I don't know about human resource machine, but, um, but Silicon zeros, hmm. Talking to Nicholas about it, it was absolutely not an educational thing that he was trying really? to do. He was just trying oh, to make a fun game. Oh, yeah. Okay. And the and I forget the Zachtronics guy. I mean, to me, he's just Zachtronics, but he's got a real name, Zach something. Presumably Zach. Uh, yeah. Uh, he, Mister Tronics, uh, he uh, has said exactly the same thing. I, I subsequently found in a talk where he was like, "Oh no, I absolutely was not trying to make this educational." Uh, which is hilarious because you really are. I mean, his games are different, but something like uh, Shenzhen IO, you're doing like a little bit of hardware, a bit of assembly programming. Uh, it's not an easy, it's not an easy game, and you're basically developing the skill set of someone who's a highly sought after engineer. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, no, not educational. It's just pure fun. Uh, and so I think like they made these pure fun games that just happen to have a you know an educational outcome. Um, and, uh, I'm, I don't know what it would have looked like if they were like, let's make this thing gamified. Let's make if this, they, or they, let's make this thing edu like enter, sorry, education. And then maybe they wouldn't have been fun. Yeah. I mean, to me, what I do take on board is this idea that if you can set up a good feedback loop, like a satisfying feedback loop, then you will stick to something uh and have your skills grow and it, and it's just like the chiksenmihai flow state thing it mm -hmm. means that if i pick a sequence of exercises firstly i'm picking a sequence of exercises i'm not lecturing at you for two hours yeah uh well i can do that too but but if i'm if i'm trying to help someone actually learn rather than indulging my interest in in lecturing yeah. uh then i'm picking a sequence of exercises and then i'm trying to pick the exercises so that they get a little bit harder they're not too hard ideally 
at the beginning, you're not frustrated, they're not too easy, you're not bored. It's just the classic flow thing. Yeah. Um, but gamifying it in the way that people talk about gamifying with like you get badges and jewels and whatever points, I don't know. Or there's the young ladies illustrated primer thing where there's narrative constructed around you and you're learning stuff that I feel like there is potential for this, but we maybe, like you said, we haven't seen this yet. And this is not explicitly what you're, you're not pulling this as a source of inspiration. I think it's not, it's, uh, it's it, it, there's potentially some value there, but it's yeah. not personally my skill set and not the most direct way to solve the problem that I'm trying to solve. And so maybe one day. Okay. Well, I, uh, I'm not going to go play Zelda now, but I might go watch the rest of Succession. And uh, I hope that this podcast continues to not be a source of stress to think that you're creating evil, because I do think there is merit in having these discussions, because there are questions that people have uh, about this stuff. I Most of the value I'm getting out of this is me feeling guilty about something and then asking Oz, <laughs> is it okay if, if I go finish this episode of Succession? Well, look, I, I'm, I'm not saying uh, entertainment is bad. And I don't like, look, if you're, if you're frank about this being the kind of entertainment that you want listening to this podcast, then that's great. It's better than playing Zelda. I got to tell you, yeah. uh, it's better than the other podcasts. Uh, but, uh, but I, I don't want people to feel like this is a good substitute for actually, actually doing their work, doing their study, following their interests. Yeah. Um, so there's that. I, I think if you're very clear about you know why it is that you're doing these things, then that's great. And then there are other aspects like I, to me, the the most comparable thing I think is reading Paul Graham's essays when I was um, in school. Okay. And when I when I say I was in school, I was in school uh, with a lot of people who are very career oriented in not Silicon Valley in in Sydney, Australia. Mm -hmm. And to me, like I had no connection to that world at all. And reading those essays, it was a kind of um, uh, it was a dislocating, uh, like a literally dislocating experience where I got to imagine myself there, yeah. see what see what it was like to be doing that kind of work and, um, you know, make it feel reasonable that I would set a path to that, even though everyone yeah. around me was not like that. And so I think a good podcast could be like that, where you, you, you know, you were born where you were born. You like you're surrounded by the people you're surrounded by, and to think, well, I could have a glimpse into another yeah. way of being and make progress towards that. That that could be good. Um, but if it's a substitute for actually doing that, <laughs> then that's bad. Uh, it needs to be. It needs to be a tool towards doing that. I guess. Yeah. Well, I haven't figured out how to do coding while I'm doing the dishes, so I think there is a place for for a show like this. Yeah, but I mean, it even it takes your mental cycles as well, right? Like you're not going to do yeah. coding while you're while you're doing the dishes, but like you could be thinking about the problem that's important to you. Uh, that's true. Someone... Yeah, the the terror of not having your earpods in your ear and thinking your own thoughts. I think I think I've lost that, I, and I'm I'm very guilty of that. So I think I'm I... not saying go as far as thinking your own thoughts, but if you've got a little problem, a programming problem. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll do that. With, and that's another thing. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go do that. Well, I'll report back next time we chat. All right. I'm not going to ask you about succession. I, uh, no spoilers here. No spoilers. Not that you care. All See right. You. Later. See ya.